And welcome back to the State Chance Power Play podcast presented by National Coney Island and is also brought to you by Northwestern Tech, DHVAC School That Works. I'm Jonathan Kidd along with Sean Belize. And Sean, how are you today? Outstanding. This is the best time of year, uh, you know, being out uh, the first few nights of, of the tournament. There's a different game to go to every night. Go out and support the game locally. We're on the road, as you can tell. We're not in our podcast room. We're at the USA Hockey Arena. We just witnessed the Detroit Catholic Central in Northville pre-regional semifinal. We thought this was going to be a close one, but CC came out 8 nothing. Your thoughts on the game tonight? Yeah, I mean, Catholic Central's been the best team in, in the state all year, and uh, they just grind you down. I mean, that, and that, I think that's what they did here. You know, grind you down, get one, get one, get one. The next thing you know, it's it's 5 nothing. And if you make a mistake against them, it ends up in the back of your net. You know, you take a couple of, of bad penalties and it ends up in the back of your net. Uh, you know, John, I have to keep saying it. I This is one of the, the best high school teams that, that I've seen in, in, in watching it and covering this in a long time. And I... We talked in, in an earlier podcast that I was kind of debating you on that if that it was the deepest CC team compared to the 09 and 10 teams. This team proved me wrong today. This is a deep CC team, one of the best. Yeah, they are. It's period. I mean, really, one of the one of the best high school teams I've seen. Now, they have to go win it all. I mean, you know, anytime you talk about being the best, it, it you have to go win the championship. And I don't care what division you're in. It, that's the beautiful thing about this game right now is I don't think anything's ever that easy. And, you know, you have a bad night and somebody can knock you off in, in, in Division One, Two, and Three. But uh, just a, a dominant performance uh, tonight by Catholic Central. They're on a pretty dominant run right now. Make no mistake about it. And Brandon West, a National Coney Island High School Hockey Player of the Year candidate, had two goals tonight. What have you seen in his play over the last few weeks? He is, uh, when we had Coach Kalanicki on, uh, he is a 200-foot player. He's a 200-foot player that also put up eye-popping numbers in the MIHL and with the schedule like Catholic Central schedule. I mean, it, it is absolutely remarkable. But uh, the engine is on. I, I think, you know, you could tell he's one of those lead-by-example guys. This is a hustle team. You saw it tonight as well. And for people out there, if you haven't seen Catholic Central you're going to be hard-pressed to outwork them as good as they are, as deep as they are, as talented as they are. You're going to be hard-pressed to outwork them, and that's why uh, they got it going on right now. Cool enough to join us, classy guy, all the way after the 8 nothing victory over Northville is uh, Catholic Central coach Brandon Kalanicki. Uh, Cal, let's, let's start with it. Look, this is not the matchup that you expect to start with. This is what you have to deal with. You have to be impressed with what your team did tonight. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, to start the tournament with a team like Norfolk, is a very good hockey team, uh, is a challenge, and we know we knew that coming in with the the proximity of the schools. It just there's a rivalry. There's you know plus the fact that there's two really good hockey teams, and you're playing them right off the get go, and, and you know there's no there's no easing into it at that point. You, you got to be ready to go from the get go, and and you know obviously to walk out with an eight nothing win, we're we're pleased. We're moving on, and that was the goal of the night, and. You know, we accomplished that. You know, obviously, there's we're going to want to keep improving. That's never going to change. I mean, we're always going to keep looking for areas to improve, and uh, we're going to do that in the course of the next few days and try to get ready for the next one. You know, it's one game at a time this time of year. But if you don't mind, can can we look back the last couple? You guys have been on a tear. I mean, there's no other way to say it. You know, the the, the Heartland game, obviously last Saturday. Um, you know, taking care of business there tonight. 
what happened? I mean, it's not like you guys were struggling, let, let's be honest, but it just seems like you guys have gone next level. Yeah, I mean, we, we've obviously cleaned up some areas of our game. I, I know going back to, as I mentioned, the short, the Orchard Lake-St. Mary's game where we won 6-5, um, you know, we gutted out a win, and, and that was a game where we weren't, pleased with how we played and that's as a coach you always try to look at your team you know Orchard Lake's a great team uh, you know Norfolk's a great team Heartland's a great team for us we're trying just to focus on our team and the very areas we can play better and you know after that Orchard Lake St. Mary's game we, we kind of talked about it and said look guys like we won the game that's great but and we did some good things to win the game and, and you don't just accidentally beat a team like Orchard Lake so I mean there was a lot of good things in that game but there was also a lot of things that we weren't happy with and we, we talked about them we showed some video and we said look we can go one of two ways here at this point in the season you can look at it and say hey we've been successful all the way doing what we've been doing or we're going to clean it up and we're going to take another step and you know so far we, we, we have cleaned up some of those areas and we have taken another step obviously offensively pucks are going in and that that obviously goes a long way but uh you know, that, that's a tribute to them. They kind of took that opportunity to say, hey, you know, we, we can be better than what we, we have been. And that's all you asked for. You know, one last thing before we let you go. And again, thanks, thanks for joining us after the game. Um, you, you spoke so highly and, and rightfully so of Mr. West. He had another great game here tonight and MIHL Player of the Year. I mean, just your thoughts on what this young man continues to do. I, you know, I've said it all along. I'm I just love the 200-foot player he is. You know, he he's he's hard on pucks. He's he's moving his feet. He's got a great shot, and he's got the ability to make plays in the vision. I mean, for me, I it's just nice to have that tool. You know, when you're looking at your bench, and you always have a guy like that. Um, and you know, like I said, the puck's been going in, and that's great. But you know, on the other side of it, him and his line, it, you know, they don't give up a lot, and that's that's important. That's why we look at it, and we. You know, I know some teams are looking at match and do things like this, and for us, it's nice to have that that card in your pocket. You know, at that time to to say, hey, you know, I got I got this guy. I'll take I'll take him against anybody at this point. And you know, like I said, there's a lot of good hockey players out there, and they, you know, Norfolk had one in Sargent, of course, and he's a very good hockey player. So, you know, there's a lot of great players out there. Obviously, I'm going to be biased to the guy I have, um, and he deserves it from what we've seen from him in the last three years and just the player he's become. So, Well, congrats on the win tonight. Continued success. It's a grind. Go get some rest, you and the boys, huh? <laughs> We're going to try. All right, Coach Kalanicki, kind enough to join us here on Power Play. We're going to get to some scores here from Monday night. Cranbrook. Six to one over Troy. You're saying that Cranbrook could be could make a nice run here. Look out! They are on fire right now. I mean, I, I think they're playing their best hockey of the season the last couple weeks, and uh, they're going to be formidable for anybody. I mean, lest we forget, you know, they played Catholic Central, very tough right here in this building as well. So uh, the Cranes are really doing some work right now, John. And the team that we always forget to talk about, Brighton. <laughs> It seems like everyone forgets about Brighton. They beat Howell 6-2, looking on track for that regional final on Saturday between Orchard Lake, St. Mary's, and Brighton. Oh, should that be a dandy? I, I'm really looking forward to that. That is one that, uh, you know, they've played some dandies in the past. But as I said, you know, and I mean no disrespect to Brighton, I, I think this OLSM team is, is one of their better teams in quite some time as well. So that should be an epic one if both teams obviously continue to do their business. And in Division Three, 
my sleeper and Craig Saskowski's sleeper, Riverview gave her a short head, a slight scare today against Wyandotte Roosevelt. They were down 2-1, to one, but they ended up winning 5-2. to two. All's well that ends well. I mean, when you pull away and you win like that, that, that tells you something. And, you know, a lot of times you see teams face adversity, John, and the next thing you know they kind of take off uh, in, in a different trajectory. So well, it's going to be intriguing to see where that team goes because I clearly I think that is a, is a bracket that's up for grabs. That is it from here from the USA Hockey Arena. When we come back, me and Sean are going down the road for the Division II regional opener between Plymouth and Livonia Stevenson at the Eddie Edgar Arena. So stay with us here on the State Chance Power Play podcast presented by National Coney Island and brought to you by Northwestern Tech, the HVAC school that works. Time starved, budget starved, just plain starved? Get to National Coney Island. Come in any time of the day for a great meal served the way you want it. Fast, fresh, friendly. At National Coney Island, you'll find some of the best specials in town. Something for every taste and appetite. All made with top quality ingredients. Prepared to delicious perfection. And served up at a price that won't break the bank. Welcome to National Coney Island. When you graduate from Northwestern Tech, Heating and cooling companies take notice. And getting noticed is nice, but even better when it comes with respect. With a demand for HVAC techs and the type of money you can make in this industry, skilled tradespeople are getting the respect that they deserve. Hands-on training, experienced instructors, and thousands of Northwestern Tech graduates. In just 10 and a half months, you can have the career and the respect you deserve. Northwestern Tech, the HVAC school that works. And welcome back in. We are in Livonia tonight for day two of the MHSAA playoffs. My name is Sean Belegian. Kindly joining us, he is a state champs contributor. Also calls uh, Livonia Stevenson Games, uh, Ben Zalegi. Uh, ben, first of all, thanks for joining us. Uh, second part, what an unbelievable high school hockey game tonight. Yeah, I, I know obviously on the Power Play podcast you guys have talked about seating. And anyone that's willing to listen will talk about it, but... I took tonight as leading with your best foot forward, right? If you want to put a positive spin, number one and number two in D2 going off in pre-regional. Yes, you would like to see this in the quarterfinals, but leading with your best foot forward. I mean, it was an incredible first period. It could have gone either way. Finally, someone breaks through in the second period, but this is what high school hockey is. I mean, yes, you would like it on a bigger stage, but even on a small, humble stage that Eddie Edgar is, it was amazing. Your heart goes out to Plymouth because you've heard us say it a bunch of times. You've seen it up close and personal. Uh, Jerry Vento and his staff have done such a tremendous job of building them up. This is his his best team. And I had a chance to talk to both the coaches before the game, and I told them the exact same thing. I said, here's the funny part about a game like this. The loser of this game could go on and quite potentially win the state championship. That's how good these two teams are. It's got to be a tough pill to swallow for Plymouth, but certainly they have no reason to, shame, to, to hang their heads. A phenomenal season. Oh, an amazing season. I mean, as you said, it they were right there neck and neck with Stevenson the whole way in the KLAA. And as you said, I mean, honestly, the winner of this game can go the whole way. It can go the distance. I mean, yes, we know guys like Will Trage, who's up for Mr. Hockey, but Brendan Aleppo, you know, doing a very good job in net for Plymouth all year long. You have a guy like Jack Chumley also, you know, he gets a goal tonight and reinvigorates his team. But 
in the first period alone, he had what, like six Incredible. quality scoring that line. stances? Wow. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they if it wasn't for a guy like Will Trage on the opposite side, at the end of the first period, it's 2 nothing Plymouth. Yeah. Easy. I mean, easy. You know, it's funny. I was talking to Coach Mitchell about it. I thought in the early portions of the second period as well, he had to be very sharp because the same circumstance kind of played itself out. You know, Plymouth came out, kind of jumped in, got the puck in deep, and Will had to bail him out. I mean, that's the, the one thing that's got to be frustrating about playing a team like Livonia Stevenson. You know how much depth they have. You know that they have a, a monster like Bonet on the blue line. And then you have the last line of defense being one of the best goalies in the state. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun luxury to have, right? When, when you have a backstop like Will Trage, I mean, he honestly is one of the best uh, goaltenders I, I've seen in a while. And, and Stevenson's actually can, been spoiled with good goaltending. I mean, Colin Barber's one of them, too, uh, you know, who played really well here at Stevenson. So it's a spoil of riches for Coach Mitchell. But, yeah, it's when you also have a guy manning the blue line and, and Bonet and a guy that can take over a game the way he did in the KLA championship, a guy tonight finding a way to get a dirt, like a garbage goal, not a pretty goal, a dirty goal to get this one just going. And then, of course, the second one was a nice rip from the point. And, and that's, that's Bonet's versatility. Yep. I mean, in a nutshell, it really is. He's a guy that will put his nose anywhere he needs to, whether it's on the boards, uh, in the slot, in, in between the hash marks in front of the net. doesn't matter. He'll, he'll do what it takes. And when you're waiting for a kid like Julian Decina to you know, get healthy and finally play, it's nice to see. Granted, it's nice to have Julian on the line with Jake, but it's nice to see a kid like Jake who wears the A proudly across his chest to do what he's done in the past couple of games on a big stage, too. You know, it's such a fun night. I hope you don't think I'm being rude. The phone keeps buzzing with scores coming in. That's why we're here, of course. It's the Power Play podcast, and a special shout-out to Northwestern Tech and certainly National Coney Island as well. One that just came across the bow as, as you were chatting, and I hope I didn't uh, play rude guy to you, but uh, Liggett scores 38 seconds into overtime and upsets the defending Division Three champion De La Salle Pilots by a score of 4-3. to three. Incredible. I mean, that's what high school hockey is, it's man. Outstanding. I mean, it is. And a team like Liggett, they can be a dark horse in D3. I mean, I think we've all at this point shared our brackets. I don't think it's a surprise there in uh, D3. And we've, I know we've released an article on who our final fours will be, too. And that's an amazing thing. I mean, 4 3 in overtime. That's awesome. That really is. Division three was one to me this year that that it, it was very intriguing. And another final score that we have, I think a lot of people around the state were intrigued at this one. Hancock knocks off Houghton three to two, and, and much like this game in Division two, three to two, arguably one versus two in Division three. That's a tough pill to swallow for Corey Markham and the Gremlins. They had a fantastic season, but you know, Ben, my humble opinion, I think. Hancock has kind of risen to the top. There are no guarantees in Division Three, but that certainly is a big win for the Bulldogs. It is, and when you have a guy that I, I love, Alex Nordstrom, is, is a kid who stole my heart, honestly, two years ago in the finals when they won uh, their state championship, first one since 99 when he led them as a freshman. And as a junior, getting a goal tonight you know, against a very good Gremlin team, when you, when you have that type of leadership that starts and grows for, as a freshman, you can do special things. So. It, it's, it's always tough because I know, you know we talk about seeding that 
teams in the UP had to eliminate each other, but that's also a fun game. I wish I would. I'm jealous. Anyone who was there in the UP that got to see that one got to see a special one because I think Nordstrom could be a Mr. Hockey candidate too. Well, keeping it back in Division Two for the moment as well. I know uh, Forest Hills Northern Eastern won. They have been a mainstay recently in USA uh, Hockey Arena for the uh, Division Two semifinals. Uh, that's another team you've seen them this year. Stevenson's yeah. seen them this year. They have found a way to navigate the dangerous waters on the west side and make their way to Division Two. What did you see? Out of them this year, see a team that's very very tough. They're really good on on the forecheck. They're they're un they don't give up a lot of space uh, in the offensive zone. I mean, they're a team that will push you out to the outside, pin you along the boards, and they have kids that can hurt you uh, on the offense as well. I mean, they're a team that's tough. Uh, when I saw them play Stevenson uh, in December. Stevenson was down a couple of players, and they took him to overtime yeah. uh, on the road. And if it wasn't for a Cole Parkhurst prayer, there's no other way to describe it. It was a prayer from the, uh, the near side circle that went in. It's a different story. So that's a team that's dangerous, too. I mean, they were a finalist last year, ran into the buzzsaw. That's Brother Rice, who's a very good program, obviously. Uh, but what they're doing on the west side of the state is also special. You know, it's funny you mentioned Brother Rice because Brother Rice is another team. It's like they're, they're kind of lurking on their yeah. side of the bracket, just going – okay, you know, eventually the road's going to have to go through us. And yeah. I think Kenny and his staff have done a fantastic job. So Division Two of all the divisions for me is the one of the greatest intrigue. Because in, in my opinion, Ben, you tell me if you agree or disagree, I think Division Two is so top-heavy. And, and when I say that, that's not a dis disrespectful slight to some other teams, but there are some really good Division Two teams. There's a group of them. Unfortunately for Plymouth, they got knocked off tonight. They were one of them. But a, a group of... of a few teams that could make the claim for Division Two supremacy. Oh, yeah, and, and last year, Brother Rice took it personally. I mean, they, they they knew a lot of people were like, oh, you know, this could be Stevenson's year, and, and they did. Kenny even said it after the game. He goes, I saw what everyone was saying. I told it to our kids, and we, we know what happened against, you know, Forest Hills. They like the position that they're in right now. No one's really talking about them again. They're kind of, as you said, kind of on the outliers of D2, kind of just waiting in the waters, and they're the alligator that just – picks up their eyes at the last moment, they'll, they'll get you. They'll chomp you. They'll swirl you, swirl you around. But you're right. I mean, Heartland is very, very good. They're ready. They're, they're willing to go. And you have a guy in Albring that can, that can hurt you in any way that you want. He, he plays 200 feet of the ice perfectly, I think, uh, for uh, Rick Gadwin and, and Heartland. So, yeah, I mean, it, it is. It's top-heavy. It's unfortunate because without seating, all these guys are going to get knocked out until the really big stages. Yep. But – yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, Division Two, I think, is the hardest division because it is so top-heavy. Ben Zalegi, kind enough to join him. You know him. You love him. Ben, always a pleasure to chat with you, my friend. Thank you, Sean. Pleasure. The victorious coach is joining us here at Eddie Edgar, uh, David Mitchell. First of all, Coach Mitchell, congratulations. I think everybody expected a great game. That's what we saw tonight. Yeah, it was, it was a fabulous hockey game. I mean, first off, I, I just can't say enough about the program Plymouth has built and, and what Jerry Ventos did there. And, and um, y you know, I, I think everybody saw tonight. They outshot us. They had us on their heels quite a bit. Um, you know, we were chasing, chasing them around quite a bit. Uh, we were pretty opportunistic. Will Treggie, I thought, was outstanding. But it goes back to, like, what, what he's built there. And Jack Chumley and Tim Baldwin and, and Andrew Garby, that, that is such a good, well-coached hockey team. They made so many hockey plays today that, um, you know, I'm very obviously happy with the win, and, and, and it's great to move on. But it was a tough game to play, you know, right out of the bat. So all the credit in the world goes to them because these, these playoffs are tough. They, you know, uh, 
like you said, it was tough to see a loser tonight, and obviously we're happy to be on the winning end, but it was, uh, as you said, I thought a really good high school hockey game, and I thought the people that came got their money's worth. 3-2 was the final, and if you weren't here, folks, literally it came down to the last second to draw in the Stevenson zone. Stevenson weathers a storm. You mentioned Will Trage, and you know, we've had him on our list uh, for Player of the Year, of course, sponsored by National Coney Island. Uh, Coach Mitchell, I, I, expound on his play. I thought in the second period when Plymouth started to, to carry the play a little bit, Will was at his best. Well, I would say from the first period, Will was at his best. <laughs> I mean, Plymouth had us on our heels the first period, and uh, you know, we, we didn't, I, I don't think we, we started the way in which we wanted to start, but uh, that had everything to do with the way Plymouth started. You know, they started hard and fast and, and, and got us on our heels, and, and Treggy was there, and um, what can I say about Will Treggy? He is, he is a, such a high-character kid. He's committed to his craft. Um, he, you know, we've had, he's another in the long line, you know, really top-quality Stevenson goaltenders. I, I think he's going to play hockey for a long, long time. He's so focused. He's so dialed in. You know, we knew we could tell early he was going to be tough to beat. And, you know, the only ones that beat him were, you know, a couple rocket shots by, by them. So, um, you know, I can't say enough about him and about, about what he does and how he plays. And, you know, on top of that, he's one of the greatest character, hardest working kids you ever want to meet. So an all around great, great kid and great hockey player. You know, what's interesting uh, the last couple of weeks, coach, it's not like you've struggled during the course of the season, but it, it seems like you guys have kicked it up a notch. And, and, and to me, this is a young man that, that really I think anybody that follows the, the game at this level knows about. But I, I think number four, Bonet, has been unbelievable. The Heartland game uh, last week, tonight, uh, it just seems like when the opportunity has presented itself, he's kicked his game up a notch. He, he is, he's grown so much as a, as a hockey player uh, over the past three years we've had him, and, and you're absolutely right. He, uh, he's another special, he's a special kid. He, he works his tail off, and, and, and especially, I, I think you saw, we had some you know, guys out tonight and guys keep getting hurt, and the same thing with the Heartland game. And, um, you know, rather than you know, rather than, you know, play a little passive, he just says, coach, I got this. Coach, put me out. And he just, he wants more ice. He, he's a kid that just keeps going and going. Another kid, I think, is going to play hockey for a long, long time. Uh, he, you know, you see how he's built and, and uh, you know, couldn't be happier for him because of the work he puts into everything. So, yeah, he's been outstanding for us. One game at a time this time of year. I mean, we in the media can look at a little bit of, at our brackets. I know coaches like Coach Mitchell are looking one game ahead. Certainly you're familiar with your opponent on Thursday. What, what can you tell us about Canton? Um, Can Canton's a, a team that, you know, is opportunistic. We, uh, we played them earlier, but they have some guys, uh, I, I know, uh, you know, one of their sophomore forwards leads them in goals and number five. And, and so, you know, we got to make sure we're strong on pucks. I think they're, Canton's a, a team that's, I think, you know, you've mentioned this. We talked about looking to, to make a statement in high school hockey with a new coach and a new regime there. So um, it, it's, it's absolutely what you said. If we, you know, we, we can't, we can't sit here and celebrate this one. It's a quick turnaround, a practice tomorrow and, and regroup, and we have to come right back on Thursday. As you know, this is a grind, and, um, you know, we, we can't, you know, we'll enjoy it and we'll get some rest tonight and get the kids home and in bed. And, and uh, you know, ironically, I think it's the best news is uh, Livonia's got a half day tomorrow, um, you know, for teacher professional development. So I think the kids will, will get a nice little afternoon nap, which will help at this time of year. So, um, but, but Canton is, is a team, like I said, looking to make a statement. So we're going to have to bring our A game, bring our best game. You know, hopefully we'll get a little more, you know, more traffic in front of the net, a little more pucks than that. And uh, 
you know, we'll, but we'll still have our work cut out for us. Stevenson knocks off Plymouth tonight, 3-2 to two in the D2 playoff opener for both. Coach Mitchell, kind enough to join us. Classy, congratulations on the win, Coach Mitchell. Thank you, thank you uh, Sean. Thank uh, State Champs. Thank everybody for their coverage of high school hockey. Uh, greatly appreciated uh, by all of us. Hey, look who's back. It's John Kidd, oh, everybody. I, I was gone for a little bit. Now I'm back. <laughs> Phenomenal game today, yeah, wasn't it? Great game. It really was. Will Trage, I know we talked in the past about Brendan West, you know, the leading candidate for our Hockey Player of the Year, but Will Trage has definitely made his case to win the award. I agree with you. Um, you know, right now, I mean, there's a lot of hockey to be played, and certainly other guys that, that are in the mix uh, can make a statement, but um, I, I'm with you right now. I, I think you have to look at West and you have to look at Will. Uh, you can't say enough. Uh, about the pick-me-up that Will gave Livonia Stevenson tonight. It really, folks, this was, I mean, these aren't just words. This was a classic. This is, this is an instant classic type of game. All right, now we're going to move on to the pre-regional finals. On Thursday, we have Lake Orion against Utica Eisenhower. My sleeper and Staz's sleeper in Lake Orion. So what do you see in this matchup on Thursday night? Hey, Nick, Nick Field quietly has done a, a great job for uh, quite some time. And we talked about it. I think Bob Hall has flown under the radar for the longest time as well. Now, I, I picked Utica Eisenhower to get to the Final Four in Division One, but I wouldn't put it past the Dragons to win that game. I mean, that's the beauty right now. Some of the depth going on, you're really not surprised when you hear some of these scores. But, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm going to stick with Ike. I, I, I think, you know, when you got a player the, the caliber of haste, I mean, that's an, an added bonus. But, uh, look, Lake Orion's a tough team. That should be a dandy. And I got Eisenhower as well. I'm going to be going downriver. Trenton against Celine, The Trozen Pit. I told you guys on Twitter tonight that I'm coming. So I want to see a nice showing out of you guys on Thursday night. But Trenton and Celine. You know, this is going to be a battle of wills. Can't wait for it. I mean, that's one that, you know, I know you and I and doing the podcast for the past couple months, we've been talking about this one for a while. Again, we in the media, we can look ahead. I know the coaches, certainly the players don't like to do that, but this is one that we've looked at. I, I think that's a game that can go either way. These are two teams, when you talk about the top heavy portion of Division Two. I think you have to include Trenton. You have to include Celine as well. Uh, that should be a dandy. kind of like Trenton at home, though. I got, I got to be honest with you. I think maybe Maybe a neutral site, uh, you know, may, maybe it, it goes Celine's way, but Trenton at home, um, I, I, I'm going to go Trenton. I think that's going to be a game much like the game at Eddie Edgar tonight. Don't be surprised if it isn't a one-goal game and maybe goes into overtime. And looking ahead, a possible Trenton-Livonia-Stevenson quarterfinal. They played earlier in the year. It's going to be at Yost. If that happens, wow. It's just Drew Welsh against Will Trage. It, it's, you know what, that is another game in recent years that you just sit back and you check the box that says great for the game. I mean, really, Trenton and, and, and Livonia Stevenson has really turned into a pretty good rivalry. And, you know, they had to knock each other off to get uh, their last couple of titles and everything. So uh, that certainly looks like that that could perhaps be the road again. Obviously, Stevenson has to take care of their business before then, as does Trenton. But, uh, hey, listen, any way you look at it, I think when you get to that point in, in Division Two, you've got a slew of teams that can knock off anybody. And that's why I think Division Two to me this year is, is the one that maybe has a little more intrigue than the other two divisions. 
So how do you like being on the road this week? This is awesome. Let's do it again next week, can we? Maybe. This was all John's idea, by the Uh, way. I'm not taking credit for this. John Kidd, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I thought that uh, we'll talk about the games that happened on Monday and Tuesday. I figured this was the best way to do it. And it was. So hopefully you guys enjoyed it as well. Yeah, so that was it for this week on the State Champs Power Play Podcast. It's presented by National Coney Island. And it's also brought to you by Northwestern Tech, the HVAC school that works. Next week, a podcast early because we're going to preview the quarterfinals. Can't wait. Look forward to it.